duelists. <laughs> duelists? Son of a bitch. We're Welcome back. <laughs> to... Not uh, not that. Welcome back to the Hex Shrinkers podcast. I'm your host, Jules. I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello. Oak. Yo. And some other asshole who found his way into the Discord call. We are a long-time playgroup, joining the multiverse in the hopes of leveling up both our game and yours. But I'm happy to inform you, for the third week in a row, <laughs> there's no spoilers or sets to talk about. So we get to, uh, as people might say, F around and find out. Uh, we're doing another, this one's not a game show, there's no prizes, there's no. There's nothing on the line, um, but uh, I just wanted to have some fun. Chev, you've been having all this fun as the MC, and uh, I figured, as someone who peaked in high school, it's only right that I MC our Planeswalker superlatives. We're gearing up for the, uh, the Brothers War and then the fight with Phyrexia. Uh, we're going to have a Avengers-level... Uh, epic battle similar to war of the spark a lot of planeswalkers are going to be coming in so it's only correct that we uh decide who's most likely to x y and z mm. these these are the these are the questions people need need answers to you know it's not True. how teferi is going back in time it's not um what shieldred is doing or elis norn on the new phyrexian plane it's who's got the best personality among the planeswalkers so we true that's a uh, 100% <laughs> correct and and shameless plug I will say for those of you who were in high school or or maybe are in high school um if you just want to support us at uh patreon.com/hexdrinkers you can get the full planeswalker yearbook which has the extended superlative section <laughs> now we have to make that is that is that true <laughs> it will be in any way it will be we by the time that this comes out <laughs> in, in, in the worry. words of julian f around and find out you sign up to our patreon we'll make it <laughs> yeah it's true in this true. in this week's uh, weird patreon rewards uh we've got five categories we're doing in the main pod today We've got, um, they're, they're adjusted for, for the multiverse setting. Most likely they're to be. They're adjusted for inflation. Adjusted for inflation. Most likely to be completed. Uh, best personality, best user of magic, class clown, and most OP. So we'll each take turns introducing one of these characters for one of these categories, kind of going round robin style. And then the rest will be a, a pit fight uh, to see who is wrong and who is correct and why all of you have picked the wrong planeswalkers for this. Well, I think it's only right that we start with most likely to be completed because Phyrexia is right around the corner. And, um, you know, if someone's going to get completed, then they're basically disqualified from the other category. So we should get this out of the way first. And uh, my personal vote is Chandra. And I'm not going to lie, looking to start a little bit. I've been feeling punchy with the House of the Commons, looking to start a little bit of beef with the Chandra fan base. But I think the uh, most likely to be completed, it's got to be someone who's powerful and like uh prominent enough to be worth it for the phyrexians but um who's not legit enough a fighter not legit enough a force to actually resist the completion and for me that is chandra right she comes out here and she just starts similar to me she just starts swinging and in this case that means throwing fireballs uh but not much not much going on in the old thinkaroo up here i would say so i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if she got duped and uh completed and on a more serious note, I do think there is some interesting character development and interesting story beats that could happen, um, given that we know uh, Nyssa is kind of turned to the dark side. We're going to bring her back, um, and hopefully she'll rejoin the Gatewatch. And since her and Chandra had uh, at least 
in certain countries, uh, canonical romantic connections. It would be interesting for Nyssa, who was on the dark side, to have to potentially like bring her back to the light side. So, so that's my vote for both story and beef purposes. I've, I've got a, a the the absolute foil to that and far more uh, reasoning behind it. Um, <laughs> if we if we use the the story beats that are released up until the day that we record this, which is October twenty fifth, um, the last story that was published today has Chandra and Nissa joining the rest of the group, um, kind of together, and everything seems to be okay. So Nissa's already joined the Gatewatch again. This isn't a go to the dark side. However. I think it's more likely that Nissa gets completed because we just lost um, Jaya, the other fire mage. We're not going to lose the only other fire mage that currently exists in canon because they need to maintain all five colors. So I think Chandra is just like clean. She's got plot armor at this point, but Nissa doesn't. Having the last iteration of Nissa come in in Zendikar Rising um, using black mana, Nissa's history is one that started with a bit of like xenophobia and understanding like the perfect form of elves over all other races in Zendikar. That seems like something that could be very easily twisted to the Phyrexian mindset of like, we are superior, we are ultimate, join us in our full understanding of the plane. I think her mindset is already leaning towards that Phyrexian ideal, just in a different way, kind of similar to how we saw Ajani sees his pride as humanity and the planeswalkers and all the other races until he's transformed and then Phyrexia is his family. So I think Nissa is far more likely to see the transformation, geared up for it, and it still plays into what Julian was talking about with kind of breaking up one of those core relationships and losing someone that is very key to the Gatewatch. Because we lost like Tamio and Ajani, and they're both powerful forces, but they haven't been one of the story drivers in a long time. They kind of got thrown in and then completed, which doesn't have the same feel as one of our core five uh, getting lost like we did in War of the Spark. I also... I like this too because I could also see uh, the way Nissa has been towards Zendikar in all of the major blocks. I could also see her um, since she's well. I haven't read the story beat, so I don't know the official like her coming back. But I could see her attempting to also like cut a deal with the Phyrexians and be like, "Hey, oh, spare Zendikar. Just just mm. don't touch Zendikar, yeah. and then whatever. Like I'll help you out uh, if she, if she sees like the writing on the wall. And of course." As soon as that happens, we know it's over because she will get stabbed in the back and completed anyway. Uh, but yeah, I could see something like that happen because like you said, I still very much think that her allegiance is to her plane um, and uh, also potentially to the race of elves on, on Zendikar as well. What other ones we got out there? Uh, yeah, I, I think that Nahiri honestly has a solid chance of getting completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, for those who don't follow the story quite as well and aren't super up to date, such as myself. I did a little research. We last saw Nahiri. Uh, <laughs> kind of being an asshole. With... <laughs> well, we, lost, we last saw Nahiri being a huge asshole and then eventually sort of realizing she had done wrong and going to Soren, essentially going to try and find Soren, essentially to apologize and waiting in Markov Manor. He doesn't show up, but Ajani does. And Ajani, as the perfect dad of the group that he is, is like, listen, we all go insane sometimes and that's okay <laughs> and you know what i'm sure that you w- would be forgiven like it's going to be all right and then she parted on good terms with ajani as was mentioned before people who are being completed they're strong they're characters who have been in the story for a long time but they aren't central figure pieces we've seen Nahiri go through sort of her entire narrative thread from beginning to end seeking revenge for zendikar 
getting revenge and then realizing that that revenge was poorly taken <laughs> and now sort of having that beat resolve ending on last discussing with Ajani and becoming friends with him I feel like that's the perfect way to lure in another to get completed. Yeah. I mean, Ajani is like a big force among the planeswalkers. So if he's able to maintain the look that he isn't completed and like lure planeswalkers into a trap, he's got a very good chance. Because he is of... a sleeper agent. He was a sleeper, sleeper agent. I don't know if he is anymore. It's on the card. It's, it's, it, says it says it, it on, on the, the card, card, but now his eyeball is red as brought up in the ah. story. So I don't know if he can like change that on a will, like if his eyeball turns different colors or if he's just the T-800 now. It is <laughs> I mean, It's a feature. It's a feature. I gotta be honest, like... weirder shit will happen to Planeswalkers on the reg than like one of them's got a red eye now. He had a metal arm for a long time. Also and so fair. if he shows up with a red eyeball, no one's gonna be like, that's unacceptable yeah. and you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so jumping off that, actually, uh, my pick uh, for most likely to be completed is someone else with a metal arm. So obviously, arm like, the correlation is there. Right. Um, <laughs> the transition. Yeah. So strong. I, I, um, uh, my choice for this is Tezzeret, and I think, uh, I mean, I know obviously he's had some dealings with Phyrexia in the past, um... Currently, his story is kind of like back and forth. Like he's kind of like a double agent, but also like a triple, triple agent. agent. Yeah. <laughs> and he and he's sort of just doing his own thing at this point. He's been just such an asshole to everyone. Uh, you know, the Gatewatch, even the Phyrexians. Um, I don't know the entire plane of Kamigawa. That I, I feel like his story just can't end well for him. Ultimately, I, I feel like he's going to try and cut a deal with Phyrexia, or he, he might even be into the idea of being completed, seeing as how he's an Artifice Master, and, um, you know, he's already got the, like, most of his body is Ethereum, uh, I believe he's currently on a quest to replace it with Dark Steel or something, but, you know, what if he were to replace it with just Phyrexian oil instead, wouldn't that be much stronger or something? I don't know, it, it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to end well for him, he, he has no character... When I say no no character, I mean like positive character. He, he's he, he's a very fleshed out character, but he's no positive character <laughs> as a right, human being. Yeah. Um, he's just going to take a knee to uh, Phyrexia and uh, get that oil treatment. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get the, the essential oils, the full like a uh, yep. yeah. Uh, I will say also, and you know, we've talked about some people who might want to like actually comply with Phyrexia, but of course, not not all of this is. Obviously, a Johnny didn't choose, uh, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> some some things happened. So for someone like Tezzeret, I wouldn't be surprised. Ed, Chev, correct me if the story has flushed this out. But yeah, I, I, Tezzeret has I a will lot correct. of. Um, <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, uh, Tezzeret has a lot of technology and info that I think the the Frexians would be super interested in. Obviously, he has the Planar Bridge, which was instrumental to Bolus's plan. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Frexians are going to want that. I I don't know. I know that the Frexians must have some sort of planeswalking technology. Um, but I don't know what it is, but having something like the planar bridge, especially if they're able to mass produce that, um, could be devastatingly powerful. And obviously Tezzeret was working, uh, slash double crossing slash something with Bolas for a long time. So I'm sure right. there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that he has going on that they would want, uh, whether he's willing to, uh, you know, whether he's going to give it willingly or not. So, uh, to, to jump in a story update, do 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 breaking as of October 25th. Uh, we got Tezzeret in the story today. Uh, Oakley is correct. He is looking for Darksteel to replace the kind of Ethereum 
metal of his body. Uh, the planar bridge is currently like eating him from the inside every time he uses it because it's so powerful. So he wants dark steel and its indestructibility so he can keep doing what he's doing but not die. Um, the <laughs> the Phyrexians sense. have been using him uh, to open the portals to put the Praetors on other worlds. Uh, what's the green one? I forget. Vorinclex, yeah. Uh, Vorinclex was on call time, remember, to steal Essence of the World yeah. Tree that Phyrexia is going to try and use to connect all the planes uh, in the way of the World Tree so they don't have to planeswalk between them. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on. Tezzeret is doing this all for a for a, a body, and he, but he's unclear about any of that stuff. He doesn't want to be completed, but in the story today, it's it talks about how he's been getting like regular mineral baths in Cold Dotha. Uh, and all these things to kind of keep the uh, planar bridge from really hurting him. And he starts to get these weird thoughts in his head, like all is one, conform, <laughs> um, certain things that make you feel like he's already sound been familiar for some with reason. the uh, the glistening oil. And at one point, it'll also show up recently, everyone will have seen pictures of it at this point, Karn is just a disembodied head. Um, <laughs> if we don't remember, at the end of the Dominar United story, Karn is taken and brought to New Phyrexia. The first thing they do is cut him into a bunch of parts and put him in a mine cart. So at one point, Tezzeret is holding the head and claims to be hearing these thoughts. And Karn's like, yeah, that's the glistening oil. Same thing happened to me. So <laughs> Tezzeret, I feel like, and th this is all to say, I feel like Tezzeret is too obvious. I think to all the points described, Tezzeret has too many qualities that are bad. Without Nico Bolas, he doesn't really have a clear master. He's just kind of like a punk. Um, I think he's going to die for the cause of good before he gets completed. And the final evidence I have for that, besides the fact he doesn't want to be completed, besides the fact he seems to be a double, triple agent, is at the end of today's story, um, Elspeth is fighting Rona uh, right in front of Urza's tower, like to the death. But they're both on the ground at this point. Tezzeret jumps in. He saves Rona, but he also doesn't kill Elspeth while she's on the ground. And Elspeth is like, why do you spare me? And Tezzeret says something like, small cracks are what bring down a mighty engine or something. So he very clearly has his own interests and doesn't really want Phyrexia to succeed in completing the whole universe. But I think it'll get to a point where he's almost completely overwhelmed and he'll like activate the planar bridge and blow up a whole ton of stuff. So I think I think he's too obvious the completion target. Mm. Interesting. That's fair enough. Well, uh, I have nothing I would to like refute that. that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I know. I kind of come in with advanced knowledge because I spent, you know, an hour <laughs> today out here reading up. <laughs> He's cheating. All right, well, Chev, here's something that you can't cheat on because this is subjective. I guess the last one was too, but shut up. <laughs> We're talking about best personality. Best personality. And let's be real. A lot of these planeswalkers... They're kind of pieces of garbage, so uh, the pool has been narrowed down for sure. Yeah, speaking of pieces of garbage, Julian, why don't you tell us your uh, pick? Yeah, this was an interesting pick. This was a very hot take for best All right, personality. So not, not, so not going to lie, not going to lie, I was going to pick Chev's pick, but then he picked that pick, so I was like, I'll, I'll mix it up. This is, this is kind of a meme pick. This, this is, is kind of a meme curveball. pick. I picked Nahiri. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Nahiri fanboy. Like, we know it. Ha ha, the rocks, whatever. But, um... I don't know. I, I it was kind of funny just because she has been kind of a she's been kind of cranky recently. I'm not gonna lie. But we heard that she came back around. She's she's starting to repent. So 
we're in. But this is this is more of a, a personal personal meme pick than a than a yeah. This is pick. this is not. A I was gonna. Pick. I my uh, my vote my vote is for my vote is for Chev's uh, Chev's pick, which Chev could. If I'll, you I'll could jump explain. into. Uh, yeah, I I can't in yeah. good faith say Nahiri has any type of personality traits that are good after bringing the Eldrazi to Innistrad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my my pick is the objectively correct one, regardless of subjectivity. Uh, Angrath has the best personality. First off, he's a Minotaur pirate, so best creature types that exist. Second, he, before the events of Ixalan, just traveled the multiverse to bring home cool toys to his kids. Excellent. Uh, and then, of course, the events of Ixalan where the immortal sun was placed there that brought planeswalkers to Ixalan but did not let them leave. So you get a Minotaur pirate that is very thinly um, a clone of Kratos, <laughs> just <laughs> angry with chains. Um, specifically Angrath, the flame chained, uh, who gets very upset and just has badass attacks, super cool stuff. And then when he finally is released from Ixalan and he realizes that he can planeswalk away, he laughs, calls everyone idiots, hopes to never see them again and disappears. And he's come back for every major event on the correct side as an angry, beautiful Minotaur of a Minotaur, I guess I was going to say of a man, but that doesn't really make sense. And I think he's the only Rakdos Planeswalker we have that kind of leans towards good sometimes um, in an angry, chaotic way. So points for angry, I was say, he's chaotic. very chaotic neutral. Yes, Let's chaotic neutral, just... loves his kids, brings them toys, is a, a version of my favorite video game character of all time. Uh, amazing. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I... I do really like Angriff. I love his design, even <laughs> if it is a little bit of a ripoff. But like, yeah, it's like, a one note, but uh, it's um, a beautiful note. Yeah, <laughs> the the molten chains are very cool, and his original like sort of intro in Ixalan was just supremely badass. Only types in all caps or speaks so, in all caps. I do. Yeah, I have, I have a quick question. Um, I I also big fan of Angriff, especially the moment where he's like, "You're all stupid. I'm leaving." <laughs> um, you said he came in on the right side of every event, and I'm looking at the three Angrath cards right now. We got Minotaur Pirate. Mm -hmm. Pirate, just that that's just a list of creature types. Oh, is it the um, six mana one? It might be his planeswalker version or planeswalker no, deck no, no. version. No, there's that one, and then there's Angrath the Flame Chain, which you also mentioned. I I think we also skipped Angrath Captain of Chaos, who has the ability Amass two, which was he on Bolus's side oh, in that no. event? Angrath, did you did you do us wrong? Let's uh, we're we're gonna take a minute here. Okay, we're on MTG fandom history. Yep, War of the Spark. Listen, if we need to, we can revisionist history this because they just needed planeswalkers to fill yeah, out all. So of their, he just gets the ability because that was an ability on black, according to MTG fandom, the one one stop shop. Um, he fought against the Eternals of Bolus's Dreadhorde. Due to his ability to use controlling magic, he could temporarily pull Eternals to his side during the fight, allowing him to amass his miniature army. Uh, they were like, we need a planeswalker uh, with a mass, and we're going to make it work. <laughs> After Gideon right, killed right. Ronus, Angrith was able to lead a successful charge against the remaining Eternals, forcing retreat. So he was also a battlefield general. This just seems like more good stuff for Angrath. All right, all right. Points for Angrath. Points for Angrath. I, I just saw that, and I wanted to make sure that we weren't omitting a portion of his history but no that, that's cool that, that's legit because it ties into like his original printings like mm -hmm. plus one ability where he can uh, threaten something and then potentially sacrifice it but yeah i take that i take mm -hmm. that nice. cool time. i've got another uh in many ways dad who we can talk <laughs> about 
uh, in all ways but literal, Dad. Uh, we've got a Johnny pre-completion. Mm-hmm. I will not be snubbed on this simply because he was <laughs> recently completed. Fuck this. He was my favorite Planeswalker personality-wise before he was completed. Uh, those were the only stories that I, I really, like, did follow and got super interested in. Specifically, uh, like, his journey with, like, Elspeth, his, like, protege and apprentice, like, training her and then her dying and, like, the spiral that sent him down. Yeah. And eventually finding Tommy, uh, Tommyo and learning like, oh, like, you know what? There's, there's still a lot to fight for. There's still a lot to work for. And a, a really cool redemption arc that came with Kaladesh. So Ajani like grew a lot, changed a lot, was very involved in the story throughout my play history with Magic. He's a green-white planeswalker, which, you know, points for that. Um, <laughs> Bias. <laughs> But yeah, he, he's just a big lion dad, and he's a great guy, and, you know, when people were mad about all the Gatewatch, I was like, yeah, but, like, Ajani's in there. And, like, all, all the secondary, all the people who joined the Gatewatch in, like, the second wave, except they for Teferi, who yeah. is a bitch, are all thugging. <laughs> facts. Big, big facts. Big facts. No, no I, I feel like... I feel like a Johnny, as much as I like Angrath just for like the, he's just like, I don't give a, I don't, you know, I don't yep. give a fuck attitude. Uh, I think, I feel like a Johnny is like one of the very few characters in Magic that everyone is just like, yeah, we're cool. He's cool. Like, he's cool. He's a good guy. We're chilling. Like, he's the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like mm. you said, going through his whole Elspeth storyline and even, even way back in Alara when he had his whole Boros phase for a second because they killed his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had a lot of character development, and he's come out the other side, he's like, he's good, he's chilling, which is why there's been no justice because they completed my boy. Well, Eric's boy mostly, but yeah. all our boy. He's all our boy. Yeah. I wonder how Teferi, or uh, I wonder how a Johnny and uh, Angrath would get along if they met each other because I feel like they're <laughs> very much polar opposites. Yeah, but they're yeah. also kind of just like, you know, big beast. I know, like, it sounds like a big, like, bro, like, handshake in the middle of a field or something, and then, you know, they're fighting yeah. on one side with a giant axe and chains on the other. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I feel like it'd be very much like a, like a you know, a, a like a comedy do almost. Like, Johnny's the straight man, and Angrath is the whatever. Wild card. And, like, they get on each other's nerves, but there's, like, some mutual respect there. <laughs> yeah, I, I very much read that interaction as the, them as, like, two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. of, like, Angrath being, like, as as we sort of mentioned, this big, like, family man who, you know, tries to play it safe. He isn't out there to do stupid shit. He's out there for the important moments, and that's it. And that's sort of been Ajani's policy as well of, like, I want to be active. I want to be invested. Like, this whole group is, like, my found family, and I'm going to be there when they need me. I will not be there for any ignorant shit that occurs. <laughs> Very, very fair. Uh, I, we're, we're missing one best personality pick. Yep. Uh, what's going on in the high school of Oak? So, well, yeah. Talk, speaking of people that kind of look like high schoolers um, and not <laughs> giant beasts, um, my pick for best personality is actually Venser. Hmm. Uh, and it, this kind of probably comes off as a little strange. Uh, Venser, you know, he didn't, he hasn't had a huge role in Magic's history. Um, he kind of had his own saga, which sort of ended in his death. I'll talk more about that in a sec, but um, uh, I, I actually think that contributes partially to why his sort of legacy uh, is is very interesting and just cool and unperturbed by what I consider to be 
Magic's uh, <clears throat> subpar storytelling in, in recent years. Uh, excuse me, uh, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So for if we're talking about a guy who's just like very, very good and just like genuine and wholesome from start to finish of his entire arc, I think Venser sort of fits that category very well. Um, he was born in the swamps of Urborg, uh, essentially just as, like, a guy who was interested in artifice and, like, I think got in trouble, actually, with Lord Windgrace because he was, like, he was, like, trying to keep that, all that out of Urborg or something like that. Um, fought against the Phyrexians for pretty much his entire life and then ultimately ended up uh, sacrificing his life and his spark for Karn in order to liberate him from the Phyrexians. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think his story goes very, um, flies under the radar a lot. Uh, everyone knows him as that kind of, like, one card uh, in EDH that's got a very oppressive ultimate. <laughs> um, but I, I think he's just a generally uh, cool guy um and i i also think actually his powers are very interesting uh i i think he specializes in like teleportation magic which uh feeds into his like blink abilities and like unblockable uh, mm -hmm. uh effects on his cards uh so yeah i don't know i i want to i just want to give one for my man venser <laughs> um he's not lame like jace he's he's you know just a good wholesome guy <laughs> yeah venser venser is what Jay should have been. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm a I'm a Venser fan too. He he is what Jay should have been. He gets brought up in uh, today's story. There's a there's a, a moment when Joda, uh, Chandra, and Elspeth are drinking wine and remembering their fallen comrades, and both Joda and Elspeth um, reminisce over knowing Venser and saying his jokes mm. were shit, but he was a great person. <laughs> well, that's nice. classic blue white players. Unfunny. Yeah. But a great person. <laughs> no one is laughing. <laughs> All right, so we got we got some other options there, but uh, now time for for a potentially heated one. Seeing seeing what we've all kind of picked here, best user of magic. Um, so I've decided I'm going to go last here. So I'll let you guys decide who's going <laughs> to go first. But who who do we think is the planeswalker? Who you know maybe maybe they had a little bit of showing something in in high school, but. We think that they have the best potential for for magic um, in their best adult potential. lives. Or, I'm or happy I'm to most cheat. magic. I don't know. I was trying the high school thing. Didn't really All right, work. Joe, out. Listen, listen. Who's got the most listen magic? Here. I, no, no, no. Why, why don't this you lead like off? Since you're so forward. confident that you're like, no. oh, I'm going to go last. No, I no. I have a Jeff, reason for going last. I, Jeff wants to go last. I'm going to go first. I'm happy to cheat. I'm going to pick one of the nine titans, Lord Windgrace. <laughs> Dude is a straight thug. He's older than Urza. Um, is just genuinely insanely powerful there's cards that show how long lasting his magic has impacted uh like urborg and the plane that he was on and sort of the world uh long after he sacrificed himself uh he, he has just been around or he was around so long ago when magic was so much stronger un unless you're picking a planeswalker from this era it's just sort of a little unfair these nine <laughs> are just so busted yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the all the pre-mending uh, planeswalkers are are crazy, and um, I think I'm a huge fan of Windgrace. I think he does a lot. Obviously, he's a he's a central to the story. But I I took it in a slightly different direction because we do have a category at the end, most OP, 
and that is generally where I'd put a lot of those pre-mending planeswalkers. Uh, so best user of magic, I wanted to choose someone who uh, did has done a lot with their magic, has really hit kind of a bunch of different areas, and has uh, also been sort of central to the storyline. So I chose Soren, mm. Lord of Innistrad, the the famed vampire. Uh, Homeboy, I believe, is also pre-mending, um, but he's yeah. younger of the pre-mending planeswalkers, relatively. Um, but he's been around a long time. He's done a lot of things. Uh, notably, he was part of the people who sealed the Eldrazi Titans the original time. Uh, him and him and best girl Nahiri. Um, so he's he's up with that. And uh, obviously, Ugin, he has right? his blood magic. Yeah, and Ugin. <laughs> yeah, Ugin, Ugin played Ugin. a, yeah, a yeah. pretty substantial role. <laughs> I feel like what, that's what, like what a, what a me and my classmate did an experiment. The professor did like most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. He did as make an angel once. Like, I mean, it, it went crazy and tried to murder everyone, but he, he made an angel No, so, so so here's another thing is that, yeah, Soren, one, helped seal the Eldrazi, which it was a team effort, of course, but, like, still. He, he's still a big deal for that. Uh, basically, ran, shut the fuck up, Jeff. <laughs> ran, ran the entire plane of Innistrad, right, was the lord of, like, all the vampires, and, yes, created a... Uh, completely by himself created a life form in Avacyn who let's be real was dunking on planeswalkers throughout multiple Innistrad blocks uh which I think is pretty dang impressive yeah obviously there was some issues there but I feel like there might have been a certain <laughs> octopus tentacle monster that had her tentacles uh you know too right, many, ten to too many tentacles in the kitchen <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's another thing, right? You know, some some confliction. But anyway, I think Soren uh, is uh, for real a G. He also has been there and been uh, important in basically all the main story mm -hmm. beats. But of course, uh, wizards can put whoever they want in whatever story they want. But you know, I'm just saying he's there. But uh, yeah, I think he's got a few notable feats in terms of using magic and uh, doing that sort of thing, as opposed to just be being blatantly overpowered like the Nine Titans and other pre-manning planeswalkers. Yeah. I, I could see this one, Julian. Um, I, I want to give a shout-out to um, the card Mortify. Let, that sort of exemplifies, I think, Soren's power. Um, and I'm having trouble remembering the exact flavor text M on it. So is it Mortify or Vindicate? Because Vindicate... Or no, uh, well, Anguish's Unmaking, of course. Both, but, but both, both are good. I mean, all, actually, all three of those, three mana, black and white destroy any permanent spells yeah there, i think there's like a judge version of vindicate that uses yep. uh the soren art but specifically uh, um i want to i want to call out mortify and the flavor text on one of the mortifies which says many who cross soren's path come down with a sudden and fatal case of being in the way of a millennia old vampire uh, <laughs> and you can see this dude is just getting destroyed on the art <laughs> it's like yeah he's having a rough time yep. <laughs> so yeah i, I uh, Soren definitely isn't to be slept on. Uh, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big vampire guy myself, but he, he's, he's been a bit moody cool. recently. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So. Well, he's mad that his his dad is out here apparently just like grandfather pulling, pulling baddies. <laughs> yeah, his his grandfather's out here pulling baddies. He's like Olivia, uh, get out of here. <laughs> pulling baddies. Uh, that baddie pulled his grandfather from the fucking dirt. And was like, come on, stand up. I'm taking your house. Yep. Listen, listen, listen. And this is why listen. we need more protections for elders in the multiverse. Um, I was going to say, Soren was like, where's your prenup? Where's your prenup? <laughs> oh, who do you think's the uh, the best user of magic? Yeah, so um, best user of magic, my interpretation of that is essentially the valedictorian of this mm -hmm. Uh, theoretical high school of Strixhaven. We, oh, we should have had Strixhaven theming in here somewhere. Oh uh, no, 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 no! Strixhaven, <laughs> Strixhaven's whack. That's college. I'm talking fair, about Talaria right okay. here. Yeah. Talaria. Very and did the, make if, a name if, for himself there. 
Yeah, if there's a if there's a valedictorian of Talaria, that's got to be Teferi. Now, I've said this before uh, about magic sort of impact on the the actual game's impact. I think on the story um, and personality and reception of a lot of characters. I think Teferi has suffered a lot from this, uh, from being such an oppressive card in many iterations uh, that people sort of disavow him <laughs> a bit and, and tend to uh, not like him, but I still think, in spite of all that, old Teferi, uh, and I guess still technically new Teferi, uh, is a very cool character uh, and uses magic in a lot of creative ways. Obviously, he is a sort of uh, time and uh, or a chronomancy uh, mage in particular, mm-hmm. and there's actually two spells I sort of wanted to highlight that sort of... Uh, sort of exemplify this. Um, the first one from Dominaria... Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't from originally from Dominaria United uh, Commander, but from War of the Spark, uh, Time Wipe, which is a board wipe, essentially. Return a creature you control to its owner's hand and then destroy all creatures. Uh, with the flavor text, to comprehend the full answer requires years of temporal study. In short, they were now never born in the first place. So, just, again, a sort of creative use of... Uh, of a chronomancy to uh, wipe the board in a way that you wouldn't really think so. And uh, in, in along similar lines, the card uh, Syncopate, which in the Dominaria... Or, or not original Dominaria. Yes, to- thank you. 2018 um, release uh, depicts Teferi uh, neutralizing a spell with the flavor text. The fire spell started and broke. Its pieces reached Teferi out of rhythm, meaningless. So... Here we're seeing Chronomancy as a sort of applied uh, counter magic uh, in its own way. So there's plenty of examples of this. There's like Teferi's Time Twist, which bounces a creature. Um, he, can, he seems like at this point he can do it all. He's a master of phasing magic. He phased out the entirety of Jamura during the original Phyrexia invasion um, with Burr's help. Don't. Yeah, well, don't, don't where worry where about is Jamura now? Because uh, <laughs> it back? ain't back. <laughs> Nope, it kind of just got lost. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's it's it. Yeah, that's I so. My guy thought he was doing a good job, and then he just Thanos snapped yep. that shit. And it's it's yeah, that's when when all there the time will be a future closed. set about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Jeff, which next- to be fair was 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 epic and tragic. There, there's some there's yeah. some good story back then. Yeah. Teferi has. Uh, oh, oh, are we talking like about a the story of... back then in closing time rifts and how Windgrace closed one by himself? Because I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, he, he may or may not have died in the process, but in many ways, <laughs> he is still alive because the soul of Windgrace is a card we just got recently. Yeah, he's apparently causing trouble. They Thanks. mentioned him again in the uh, the set today. Um, so all of these were, were great picks. But if there's something that is a, a trope in fiction for being overpowered, it's the person who steals spells from other people's minds and then casts them. And that's Davriel Cain. His main character trait is he can steal spells from a person's mind for a small amount of time and cast it while they forget that spell. So he can store up a couple and do it. So all those great spells of Teferi are awesome. Davriel can do it. All that cool stuff of Sorin, great. Davriel can do it. Also makes deals with all the demons and uses that demon magic with uh, falsified contracts. And it does help and is an unfair advantage that Davriel Kane was created by one of the best fantasy writers of all time, uh, Brandon Sanderson. So that does give him a leg up when it comes to lore uh, for what they're capable of doing. Um, 
They only got one Planeswalker card worth mentioning, the weird alchemy one, but and it is discard themed to kind of reduce those resources from your mind. Uh, but super awesome in the story that he's shown up, uh, just as a, you know, win at any cost kind of guy, but making sure that the scales always come up and being able to kind of take a la Gilderoy Lockhart. And we'll just forget how it ended for that character. All right, Jeff, I got to push back on this a little bit because from a lore perspective, he does sound very cool, but I say we have yet to see that interesting side of his magical ability sort of reflected in his actual card design yet, which is mostly just discard cards focused. Like, the, the way you described it, I'm almost thinking it would be more of like a Gaunty effect, right? Where you look at the top and then cards. take one. Yeah, yeah so there, there's like two that. things that are working against him. One, there was, I believe, a bigger idea for the character, um, but War of the Spark kind of smushed, depending on what planeswalkers were needed for what color identities. Once they knew which ones had to be there, then everyone else got to fill out the, the stuff. But the Davriel Kane character was created before that by like about a year and a half as a one-off of their story on Innistrad, where they um, have like a mansion and hold court with a bunch of Innistrad demons. And I think this comes down to the, the inevitable battle that's going to be between magic lore and magic cards. Um, and especially the characters that have been around for a while are going to have more cards featuring them in flavor text or otherwise. But I don't think that that can discount canon use of magic, um, even if it hasn't been represented in cards yet. So, okay, fair enough. But you say, oh, he could do all the stuff Soren has. Uh, he could do all the stuff that all these other guys have. Yep. Um, I'm happy to be proven wrong on this, but when has that happened in the story thus far? So he has not been brought in, and it's also a point of legal contention. Oh, no. <laughs> because, oh, well, uh, to an extent, right? So there was a agreement that, and this is going off topic for a minute, so we'll, we may or may not cut this. Um, Brandon Sanderson made the character with the agreement that the story would always be available for free uh, to on the Magic's website. It is no longer currently available. So I don't know who has the rights to this character. You can find the PDF of the story, The Child of the Nameless, on um, various platforms. Reach out to us. I have a copy. <laughs> you don't even have to join our uh, Patreon. They, he uses it to... Uh, stop rogue angels that were still acting up after um, the events of Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon. Um, so okay. this is this is also, you know, there's the potential to be the best. And it's a little facetious to say, you know, this unproven planeswalker who can steal <laughs> magic from people's minds is better than the person who thought of it in the first place. But I think the, the potential there and also the um, just raw versatility of what that allows him to do in certain situations, um, I think makes it like, you know, mirror matches are not going to be what people are most likely ready to uh, go up against, especially when they don't remember the spell that is being used against them, even if it is their own, that's not something that they can prepare for. So more of that counter magic, I think, is where uh, Davriel Kane really shines. Okay. I I'm a big fan of that sort of archetype of character, the, like, the one that like kind of takes spells from... Yeah, I remember your copy deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a neat, a, a neat idea, and I, I do hope we get to see it fleshed out a bit more in Magic's history. But that, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I think we should keep the ball rolling, but I, I, I do think those were all good answers. 
Well, we can we can keep the ball rolling into the complete opposite of best user of magic. Class uh, clown. Who's the jokester? <laughs> who's the uh, who's the, who's the class clown? I feel right. like Julian or Chev rather. I feel like Chev had the take that I initially had on this of who's the biggest fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I yeah, Domri Raid is is a goof. Um, he wants to be angry. He wants to be like big and scary. He's this tiny little gruel guy of the clans. Uh, he's a human in a clan filled with large monsters that can sow chaos. He also wants to sow chaos. He was randomly Australian in the like arena or something, so it seems like a goof. But probably what makes him the biggest clown is in the War of the Spark story, he sides with Bolus, thinking Bolus's sole goal is just to destroy Ravnica. And he's like, that sounds pretty chill from a gruel perspective. I'll throw in my money there. And then Bolus just kills him. <laughs> so it's quite quite a stupid act you gotta give it a little bit of a chuckle because you're like this character had no real meaning um no real effect and then they were like nico bolus is the side i'm gonna put hang my cowboy hat up on because that is a printing of domery from a secret lair yep. so yeehaw Give us, a, oh, in a complete Lord. opposite direction eric i i want to know how you ended up at your class clown Right, so you stole my pick of who is the biggest <laughs> joke. Who Who is the dumbest idiot of all the planeswalkers? And so I was like, all right, well, who would actually make, like, a good prankster oh, among interesting. the planeswalkers? And the assassin with the ability to walk through walls, I think, would ultimately end up being the class clown. And also has that little, like, I need attention, I'm important kind of vibes of, like, like, Ooh, like I, I, sh I want to do things that are cool. Like I don't know, I, I, I have beef with uh, Kaya because it briefly looked like she uh, solo hunted and killed Varinclex, which did I do Chev, correct me if I'm wrong. Did not actually happen. No, uh, Varinclex did escape. <laughs> yeah, and so like she is skilled, but I think has the overconfidence of <laughs> what one might consider a class clown. Uh, I think Kaya... Largely, I was like, class clown, what, what, are some, what are some goofy actions? You're walking up, you're putting tacks on the teacher's chair, you're, you're, you're being needy of attention, you're, you're, you're doing some stuff. And I was like, oh, a lady who can walk through walls, that seems like her kind of shtick, and also I've got beef with her anyway, so I'm just going to put her in class clown. Throwing her to the class clown. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Eric. You know, i i took a I took a similar similar route to you. Who, who's like who's the prankster? Who's the uh? You know, they're so smug. They're they're saying stuff in the back of class, and everyone's laughing. They're causing problems. Um, you know, you know what's super funny when you just turn when you just turn your teacher into an elk. Isn't that just hilarious? Don't you just love that? I feel like Isn't you also get you banned from school. This character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I got picked, expelled. Uh, I, picked, <laughs> I picked I picked Oko, yeah. Oko uh Yeah, you, you talked about the uh, the overconfidence. I don't think Oko had any overconfidence. He knew exactly what he was doing and he knew that he was the shit. Um yeah, I picked Oko. He is he is supposed to be like a mischievous a piece of shit by nature, frankly. And uh, I think he, I think he uh he accomplished that exactly. Uh, he is banned in basically every format, <laughs> and I think I think really this was almost a meta commentary on wizards pranking us, the players, um, across all of Magic's formats. So uh, I got I got to go with Oko. Also, like my dude, just he's got the most shit eating brain and like just 
you know, edgy yeah. punk, you know, class clown look. So, and I, I, frankly, I can't stand looking at him. I, Julian, I, I gotta agree with you on a lot of these points, but <laughs> I, I think Tibalt pretty much beats Oko in all of these categories as far as shit eating grin, uh, number of pranks played on not only people in Magic Universe, but, um, also, players of the game, Magic True. the Gathering. <laughs> Only one of um, these has a whiteboard or printing. <laughs> I was going to say, exactly. for me, for me, Tibble is the guy where he's, he's like, pranking, yep. and then he got, he went too far, and he was like, whoops, I accidentally impersonated a god and let loose a horde of demons. Oh, shoot. Oops. Like, I'm so <laughs> sorry. He's, he's like the guy who's doing... Yeah, I, those are, yeah he, he's in the. Uh, that's like YouTube. He's going in chemistry class, and he actually sets the you know the wall on fire or something. That's YouTube prankster video tier pranks. Like, oops, like, like accidentally I like, ran guy. some guy over in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbnail of a scared face. Oh no, is he dead? <laughs> yep. Also, I'm looking at Tibble Cosmic Imposter. In yep. no way does he look like he regrets any of these decisions. Yep. <laughs> not at all. He's not like whoopsie doopsie. He's like yep. that was fucking hilarious. Yep. So, I think Oak's got it. By the way, a, yeah, Tibble just like little background on him. He's a he's you know a devil, which are I guess known to be you know pranksters. I guess <laughs> they have diabolical like fun. And if you've ever you know read anything about the cult of Rakdos, he he definitely fits very much into that sort of archetype. Um, pretty much uses his planeswalker powers just to play pranks on people, uh, including the entire plane of Kaldheim, where he impersonated one of their gods, uh, essentially, and then became it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that, that is pretty much his whole character. Uh, and also just, like, a very funny magic card, like, his original printing was just so bad, it, it was, the like, the worst Planeswalker, probably still to this day, ever, ever printed, and that includes all of the War of the Spark ones. <laughs> uh, Uncommon yeah. ones, so, uh, yeah, pretty pretty funny if you ask me. But <laughs> what a goon! You know what's the real joke? His uh, his his altar in Kaldheim, not the not the cool oh, like no. uh, Norse banner one, the the no border one. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> Wait, I gotta That's see this. so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with that one. Kind of like vampire, but. Missing an arm? I'm not really sure. It's not good. His arm Wait, is oh no, I'm like... straight down. Like the way no one would ever hold their arm, he is he's got it just locked straight down. <laughs> he's the Joker. <laughs> what a goon. He is the Joker. Goon. That is that is Jared Leto's Joker of Cardo. <laughs> yeah, um Alright. Now on to the, I, I think the another one that might end up being contentious. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna start power scaling? <laughs> I think we have to start power scaling, mostly because I, I'm looking at all the Planeswalker cards ever printed. Chev's not among them. That <laughs> I can more, see. baby, best Planeswalker. Yeah. Fuck Girl. you. <laughs> all right, so we're, we're talking we're talking about most OP, and we had this conversation earlier, but I I can't help but notice that uh, some of y'all did not pick. Premending planeswalkers. Uh, this you know, would be the frankly, category for it. You said it most OP. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured we were gonna have like uh, you know yeah a bunch of I, I, some of the nine titans. Um, but uh, why, why don't why don't why don't we start with 
uh, why don't we start with Eric? Yeah, I, I'm I most think interested in what you have to say. What I have to say is that I think this planeswalker may not be the most OP, but it is largely underrated in terms of how strong he is. Um, namely, okay, so just not the prompt, but that's fine. I understand. <laughs> However, a lot of good answers were taken, and I already picked a premending planeswalker for another answer. Uh, so I saw most OP, and my brain went to like among modern planeswalkers who should just no one at any point fuck with. Like, who will just beat anybody's ass any given day of the week? And the answer is Garrick. Always wants to smoke. Uh, like, Garrick fucked with just about everyone uh, to the point where Liliana and he fought, and she was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna curse you. And he's like, okay, now you've just, you've just ripped the lid off this thing. I am now <laughs> just going to hunt and kill other planeswalkers for sport. That is a plus one ability. Is is it a plus? I think it is a plus ability. Destroy yep. target planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like my man was looking beastly on that card. He he just lost his mind. As I said, Liliana just kind of ripped the lid off, and he's like, "All right, fine, no holds barred anymore. I'll kill anybody. I will kill any other planeswalker alive today, right now." And he did it for a long time. And then someone was finally like, "Hey, you gotta calm down," and he was still strong. <laughs> he was just like, all right, I'm no longer insane, so I'm not going to murder you all. But just know, if I wanted to go back on my bullshit, I fucking could. I believe he also... Um, one thing that I was thinking about this, Liliana maybe should be in this because she's a pre-manning planeswalker. She's kind of crazy OP. Uh, Garrick beat her in a fight. Yeah, like she... Which uh, I think she is like, impressive. could not kill him and so instead cursed him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Garrick does kind of go, uh, as the kids would say, sicko mode yeah. on these uh, yeah. on these people. So. Like, I, I think that Garrick deserves to be in this conversation. I, actually, I don't think that he is probably the strongest, especially when it comes to, like, more complex magics. However, mm-hmm. like, 1v1 Planeswalker fights, Garrick's probably up there. I like Garrick a lot, honestly. Uh, I would love to see him in here slaying some Phyrexians right about now, to be honest. Uh, that would be sweet. He's, he's just literally just a human muscle, and uh, uh, his weapon is really cool. <laughs> yeah. can, can we, can we, can we, can we please, for, for the lore and for the fans, a.k.a. us, can we please get a team-up between Koth and Garrick? I feel like they would yeah, be homies. Absolutely, absolutely. MDFC? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, what, no never say Garrick that again. Homies. No, just two cards, two on the same card. Yeah, it's like, like Will and it's like Will yeah. and Rowan. By yeah. the way, Garrick now, remember, friends with Will and Rowan. Hmm. Oh, that's true, yeah. Wait, really? Well, Eldraine, um, the thing that got like an ebook, but people were still not sure about Magic Story yet uh, because it had had a few bad turns. Mm. Uh, yeah, Garrick uh, essentially... Will and Rowan, like, helped him out at one point, yeah. and then they uh, got lost, and Garrick went to their parents, who I believe are, like, the... The king. The I think Kenrith is yeah. their dad. Yeah. 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 Went to Kenrith and was like, I'm gonna go find your kids, and they're like, why? And he's like, I don't know, they <laughs> helped <are> me. <laughs> See ya! And, and, like, I don't know, Gar- Garrick's just the homie, and is super fucking strong. Those yeah, good things. That, that's for sure. That's for sure. Right, you, That's for you sure. convinced me, Eric. That, that was good. That was good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, right, I'll go a next. bunch of people who could kick the shit out of Garrick. <laughs> so, um, 
We're talking power scale level, right? Um, where where do planeswalkers that can create planes sort of sit on the power scale uh, <laughs> here? Uh, because my pick for this is Karn, uh, who created the entire plane of Mirrodin, just on his own. Uh, he his You know, I always forget that part. Yep. His spark is not really his own. Uh, it was... Uh, he originally became a planeswalker when the Mightstone and Weakstone were... Uh, I think shoved into his body by Gerard or something like that. Um, so he sort of inherited Teferi's, and then as uh, mentioned earlier in this pod, uh, has some degree of Avencer's spark as well <laughs> inside him. But yeah, uh, Karn seems to me like, short of Urza himself, who is obviously the principal of this, you know, high school or whatever theoretical thing that we're making up all these superlatives for, uh, and is therefore disqualified. Uh, Karn has got to be just the most powerful. Uh, and now I know he, uh, historically, um, he, he is at this point a alumni uh, of this school. This his heyday was way back in the day, and he's lost a little bit of that strength since then. But when in his prime, he created Mirrodin. He went back and forth through time, uh, multi- numerous times, uh, as his his ability uh, as the Silver Golem fought the Phyrexians, and played a big role in a, a number of Magic's larger uh, story arcs. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's all I have. QED. It's Karn. Yeah, Karn. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I struggled with Karn. I was thinking Karn, but um, the, the current story got the better of me, where he just got hit with a very special axe, and now can't planeswalk or do anything, and then was put into a bunch of, like, pieces... And now his head just like exists, and I was like, I not discrediting anything he's done, but it was just yeah. like Elish Norin said, "I'm gonna make a magic <laughs> beating stick," and no, that's kind of all it took. But um, Julian, it seems like you want to jump in here. Oh no, I I, I want to agree. Like I, I always forget about the whole creating the plane thing, but like other than that, I have I have a hard time saying Karn is the most OP because he kind of is just he's kind of just chilling. Right. And especially recently, he's just kind of been like around and he's been like, hey, but guys, like, have you heard of the Phyrexians? Because they're bad. And he's just kind of and given he's he's like a robot, right? Like Urza made him and Urza made him to like basically not have a personality. And he was just like, I just want someone who I can send through time. And you're the guinea pig. So suck it up, buttercup. Uh, but, like, I feel like Karn is just, despite this fact that he's just super durable, right? He, he's the only substance that can travel through time. He's just kind of been chilling. So I have, it's hard for me to put him on the same level as some of these other people who just have such raw, destructive power. So he did you know? He did go on a couple murder sprees in Dominaria United for the uh, against the Phyrexians. There was, like, they, they tried to make uh, Dominaria United a lot of Karn's story and, like, inner thoughts. And I think, for mm. some reason, I have this image in my head of him, like, covered in Phyrexia and just, like, blood. And he's like, is this what Urza expected? Let me think <laughs> about it someday. As he just, like, continues to murder everything. He's like, he's durable <laughs> he's and like, can't really be stopped and until he gets an accident and turns into a bunch of pieces. Um, as it was pointed out, I cheated in this category. I went with most OP, kind of like, he, he would be coming back on Alumni Day with Karn. Um, this would be Bo Lavar, one of the power, power titans. He was a you're sensing a theme with my picks. He was originally a freaking smuggling pirate. Um, <laughs> just just makes him awesome. Um, he almost single-handedly stopped the first wave of the Phyrexian invasion in the caves of Koilos during invasion. Uh, during the invasion later on, 
when Urza was like about to release a bunch of bombs in um, Phyrexia and then was like, wait, no, they have so much knowledge. I want to learn from them. Bolivar was one of the people that led the attack against Urza and the insurrection from the other Titans to actually set off the bombs and just kind of beat up Urza a little bit as he got cold feet. And then he died protecting a bunch of merfolk from uh, Yogmoth's death cloud by just using his spark to protect like a whole bunch of people. Like Venser, you know, saved Karn, but Bolivar saved more than one thing. So I got to give it to him there. One of the originals like stood up to Urza and was able to overpower in that particular instance, which I think like if Urza is like the benchmark, even if it's just once overpowering has to put you at a, a very high level. Um, also, he was a pirate. I I like his his MTG wiki or wiki entry of he gave his life in an appreciation of beauty. His final thoughts were that it was a worthy death. Mm-hmm. This, this guy seems like a cool dude. And um, then it got transformed into a freaking merfolk trickster. And like, if you read the flavor text on that, it's specifically calling out the colony of merfolk he saved. And it's like, due to his sacrifice, we don't take lives. And merfolk trickster Flash enters, and it like turns a creature into losing all of its abilities. And you're like, that. I feel like we could do better for one of the Titans, but, you know, we'll take it. That's fair. Yep. Uh, yeah. I really thought for the memes, Chev, you were going to go for Commodore Guff. I looked at Commodore Guff. I, don't I, know. Looked, I went through all the Titans, right? Because I was like, most OP, clearly it's going to be one of the Titans. And I was going through, but Commodore Guff just did not have enough. <laughs> and Guff also didn't just have seemed kind of lame at times. <laughs> fair enough. Was Windgrace also amongst the group who was like, Ayo, fuck Urza? Uh, yeah. Because there, there I, was I, like a... I know one of his cards is uh, specifically like, not all those who remember Urza do so fondly. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a, yeah, Windgrace's judgment. Yeah, so Windgrace there was like particularly smacking something... the shit out of an artifact. Yeah, like <laughs> right, be- right before the, the moment where Urza kind of is like, no, wait, don't destroy Phyrexia. Uh, he, when he assembles the Titans, he assembled one that he knew would be a traitor. Uh, and ends up killing another one of the Titans. And he's like, but I kind of assumed that Tevish Zot would be bad, uh, but I let him come anyway because I thought it would be nicer to have him here and then I can see the treachery. And everyone's like, all right, you're actually an asshole. Um, <laughs> it's what a yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tevish Zot was a bad dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was powerful. You know, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not down for this Phyrexian shit." But also, like, yeah, he was, he was a bad dude. That's a no, bad man. No good. <laughs> All right, Julian, take us home. Who's who did you pick for most OP? I picked uh, most OP and also potentially one of the most hated as well. Got to go with the boy Ugin, pre-mending planeswalker. Uh, one of the you know the basically like a dragon god. Um, uh, part of the one might say uh, the one who did most of the work in terms of sealing the the Eldrazi away. Right, just a a continual force of just. He's he's so high that he just like doesn't like when you're when you're so powerful that you can that you can just not give a fuck and be like no 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 I want to keep the Eldrazi Titans around because I want to put them in my fish tank and I want to like take notes and study them. Meanwhile, they're the, you know the Titans are like nearly soloing the entire Gatewatch. <laughs> um, I think you're pretty powerful, uh, Ugin. Once again, he's just also have have you guys have you read his Planeswalker card? Because uh, <laughs> that shit's wild. Yeah, um, I don't like Ugin as a character, uh, but I think it's hard to deny his sheer power and uh, sheer capability. 
and uh, I'm I'm interested to see him uh, come back in the story and uh, maybe potentially be like a bad guy because I don't know he's just got he's kind of got that that vibe. Honestly, I'm surprised, Chev, that you did not go with Bolas. It's, it's so some of this stuff is hard, right? Because Bolas like, got beat based on current <laughs> story. Got he's beat just by sitting in the armies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. But it's also like he's just sitting in the meditation realm right now, and and so it's it's harder. Like a lot of my picks clearly came from magic lore and understanding story, and so it's like wherever we last saw these people, it affects how I'm going to view them in terms of how awesome they are. And just sitting and kind of fussing in the meditation realm uh, is not how I see my like ultimate beings of power. That's fair. I one of one of the few magic stories that I will remember for a long time is uh, it is told from Bolas's perspective mm. as the five core members of the Gatewatch, like, quote-unquote, corner him in uh, Amonkhet, and he's like, I'm so excited. This is going to be a real challenge. Oh, yeah. What plan have they come up with? How will they fight me? How will I, like, meet these people on the field of battle? And then they all just run in, and he goes, I've seen it a million times before. Their plan is kill the dragon. And then he breaks the unbreakable shield, shatters the most powerful telepath's mind, and <laughs> is just absolutely styling on these kids. Yeah. Like, that, 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 was, that, was, that was great. That All was the, the defeat cards in that cycle, an hour of dev, where it's like, we need an entire year to prepare and double the gatewatch in size. Yep. Like, Nisa raises a single elemental from the dead land that is Amonkhet, and Bolas is like, that looks fun, and then just surrounds them with them. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you're all jokes. You're all little jokes, and I think they're funny. And I think all of you are hilarious. Like, uh, I I put a lot of respect on Garrick, and I, I think that he is incredibly strong. However, didn't Bolas also make the Meditation Realm? Did he not, like, create that plane? I think he did. I'm pretty sure Ugin did. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. Or, or him or Ugin. I forget. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I was thinking about Bolas originally, and I was like, oh, wait, do you know who's currently, like, just, who currently has uh, Bolas jailed in the meditation realm and is just kind of watching and be like, hey, buddy, how's it going? You know, here's your gruel for the day. It's Ugin. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to go with Ugin now. Here's That's your fair. gruel That's for fair. the day, hands up Domri. <laughs> <laughs> alright I think that's a joke worth ending on to be honest 100% 100% even though those are of course the definitive uh, uh, superlatives let us know what you you all think in the the comments or on the twitter or whatever Uh, let us know who you would put for each of those and if there's any other superlatives that you want to add and uh, put your picks there as well but otherwise we will see you when there's new product. The Hex Drinkers Podcast is a production of Hex Drinkers Media. It is written and performed by Chev Eldred, Julian Leal, Oakley Reed, and Eric Von Allman. Editing is done by Chev Eldred. The Hex Drinkers Podcast is also brought to you by patrons like Manus Gibson. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week.